0: All right, all right, welcome to episode two of Eliza's fic Reading Adventures. As promised, tonight we are reading one by the lovely, lovely irony on Tumblr, or as I know her, Jess. And the chosen fic is I'm drawn to that sort of library magic, featuring one of my favorite Marvel ships ever, Helen Jane. So, you know, maybe I'm a little bit biased when it comes to (laughs) this. So, yeah, this one probably be slightly less insane than last episode. Much better writing because it's Jess, obviously. Anyways, here we go. I'm drawn to that sort of library magic. When Darcy Lewis started working at a library over the summer, she didn't really think that it was going to be busy, but it was. It reminds me of my local library, there are never any seats, like, ever, and I mean it's great that it's being used, but come on guys, I'm but, I'm gay, I need to have seats so that I can sit on them incorrectly, like it's required, anyways, there were tons of kids that didn't know how to be quiet, (laughs) eccentric old people, and everyone in between, it was awesome. She also learned from one of the best librarians, Dr. Helen Cho. Helen doesn't take shit. She will burn people who don't pay late fees in her own personal hell. And Darcy has never wanted to be anyone more in her lifetime. Me fucking too, Darcy. There are things that Darcy knows about Helen. She hates plain yogurt. Her favorite book is unknown at this point. And she used to be on a roller derby team. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I I can't picture a Helen Cho doing a roller derby, but at the same time, it's just, it's perfect. It's perfect. All are cool. Dr. Cho also alphabetizes everything. Usually depends on Darcy to collect late fees because adults feel guilty being scolded by a college student for having debts to a public library. And Dr. Cho always shelves books on Friday, specifically around when her lunchtime usually is. Darcy doesn't know why, mainly because she usually won't sacrifice lunchtime. <laughs> but this is important. She's getting curious, and Helen just says that she likes shelving books on a Friday, so the weekend is worth it. She's off on Sundays, not Saturdays, so this doesn't make any sense. She doesn't need logic, she's Helen Cho. What she says goes. Come on, Darcy. That is, until Darcy finally skips her lunch break, resolving to eat her granola bar later when Helen can't see her. And then Darcy sees the thing that Helen won't tell her about. Or rather, the person. She's wearing a white t-shirt, jeans, and boots. She has her jacket tied around her waist like a nerd and is currently focused on some Greek mythology book that is by far not the best. So, you know, she's a lesbian. It has this super long introduction about how Rome was the epitome and doesn't even mention anything about Zeus being a fuckboy. (laughs) Three out of ten lame-ass books. (laughs) oh my god oh my god (laughs) if it's a greek mythology book that doesn't mention anything about Zeus being a fuckboy it's not a very good greek mythology book like I'm just saying it's not it's not good (laughs) that's what 95% of the myths are about But Darcy sees Helen's expression and knows that this lady isn't just anyone. She likes her. According to her library card, her name is Jane Foster. Darcy technically shouldn't have this information, but she also isn't technically supposed to know how to get it either. Whatever. Jane greets Helen at the desk, asks how life is going, and also asks Helen a personal question. Hey, how did that lasagna turn out? You mentioned you were going to try some spicy sauce, right? And Helen smiles, which hasn't really been done for her. Which hasn't really been done before, except when Darcy showed her this video of her friend Bruce falling on his face. He was okay, it was just funny. And Darcy knows. Sure, she might be working towards a political science degree, but she's also allowed to have extracurricular activities, such as matchmaking. Good for you, Darcy. Four for you, you go. Darcy starts becoming friends with Jane. She says hi to her while she's reshelving books and also learns that Jane really likes science. So does Helen. What a coincidence. She also may have accidentally found out that Jane and Helen both are insanely famous in the science community. And if anything could be described as thirsty, it's the reactions to the scientific papers. (laughs) Oh my god. (sighs) I'm just imagining just a room full of scientists just fucking getting hard-ons as they read one of Helen's papers. And it's the worst fucking mental image. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh god. Okay. Helen gets mysterious presents from Darcy. Well, not so much mysterious as unexpected. Helen takes one mint at a time. Darcy always gives her two, so she has one to offer to Jane, who accepts it because she loves peppermint-flavored mints. Darcy notices that Jane always gives fleeting looks to Helen, smiling when she sees her after a little bit of searching. That's fucking gay. That's so gay. Oh my god. (laughs) Disaster lesbians. I love them. Darcy knows that they could be a good couple given enough time and attempts to get them together because both of them are useless women and they refuse to actually consider that the other likes them. I love a train wreck. Honestly, who doesn't love a good train wreck couple? It's just adorable. You know, you could probably ask Jane out on a date, Darcy mentions to Helen, who chokes on her yogurt. What? You know I'm right. She would say yes. You don't know that for sure. The results can't be seen clearly. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can, you can see where Vision gets the, the stone-cold logic. <laughs> don't science-talk me. This is about emotions. Which can be brought down to science, Helen argues. And I don't know if she likes me or not, but probably not, seeing as, she's, seeing as how she's just a patron who I happen to talk to. Darcy rolls her eyes. Quit trying to logic yourself out of this. You like her, even though she ties her jacket around her waist like a geek. (laughs) Her jacket looks fine. Sure it does, and you also think she looks fine. So go ask her out. I need, like, a wingwoman who goes as hard as Darcy does. (laughs) But Helen doesn't, and Darcy is stuck with a moody boss who says that emotional talk shouldn't be brought into the workplace. And so Darcy is stuck doing some circulation, making the calls to people who ignore the fact that they need to pay late fees, and also being moody because she doesn't like being scolded about her meddling. Jane doesn't come in on a Friday. Helen claims she is fine, but she also doesn't say anything that lets Darcy know she's in an okay mood. Helen holds herself up in the poetry second and reor- section and reorganizes. Oh, yikes, that's never a good sign. <laughs> never. If there's a character who, who reorganizes things after a mild crisis, it's not, not a good sign. Chaos ensues. Darcy guides the kids to the reading section, telling them to please stay quiet, because there's a library ghost that likes the quiet. There's not, but kids find ghosts either terrifying or cool, and will do whatever a ghost says. Helen needs the quiet. She says that it's fine. She's just busy, Helen says. I'd be a fool to be depressed or something like that. <laughs> it's fine. Jane Jane Foster doesn't show up for the next Friday. Oh no. No. Oh, no. Helen frowns, gets moodier, and snaps at Darcy to go faster. She leaves the office for lunch, and Darcy doesn't know where she goes. But she returns without her lunch in a renewed vigor for getting everything done in one day. So Darcy the intern is swamped with work and doesn't get home until an hour later than she usually does. There's some digging done. Jane wouldn't just leave, would she? She likes Helen. Darcy can feel it. She knows it. So Darcy is about to go on a place that she hates going on, Facebook. She's a millennial with no other options, though, so this will have to do. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love that for her. A millennial with no other options. What a mood. What a mood. As it turns out, there are a lot of Jane Fosters out on Facebook, and so Darcy has to search for an hour for the right one. Miss Foster doesn't use her account a lot, but she did give an update. She's on a science talk downtown, talking for two Fridays about astronomy and the possibility of harnessing the way black holes form to promote more space travel. Darcy thinks it sounds scary cool. Darcy sends an article not from Facebook, so Helen will believe her, that Dr. Jane Foster is giving talks at a two-week convention. So she didn't leave. Good. Good. Now she has to come back, and she has to kiss Helen. I've made it law. She has to do it. Now, Dr. Helen Cho does not curse often. She has cursed twice since Darcy started working in the library. Once when she thought that the system was going to shut down, and the other time when Ethel the Extra showed up with her newest complaint on a late fee, and why she shouldn't be paying it. So when she got a text, Darcy laughed for about close to ten minutes. This just reminds me of this really cute headcanon that I had, where Helen doesn't swear, but she does say, like, heck a lot. Like, in a time of crisis, you'll just see this small, worked-up doctor going like, what the heck is going on? And I don't know, it could be really cute. Maybe I'm just tired and so everything seems really cute, but, like, Helen's just adorable, okay? She's adorable. She has to be. Shit, that's Dr. Foster? Yeah, Dr. Cho, that's your science crush slash library crush. I thought we agreed not to talk about emotions, Miss Lewis. I'm not at work right now. Free speech. (laughs) They don't text after that. But Dr. Cho does seem to be lighter when Darcy sees her on Monday. She even hums a little bit to maybe Bach or some other composer that Darcy can't bother to remember. Did I say that right? Bach? Batch. Batch does not sound right. I don't know. I don't know. It's... A dead, probably white composer guy whose name starts with a B. And now as I say that, I realize that that's not very specific, but botch. No. Back. B-A-C-H. It's that guy. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. She's much more relaxed, but also really wants it to be Friday so she can see Jane. It's thundering and pouring rain on Friday. No one's really coming in, which is nice. For once, Darcy can get some of the circulation work done, and get proper emails sent out, and make sure that she didn't send ha 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 lemma, lemma, no. No. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. And make sure that she didn't send, ha ha ha. LMAO, I sound like a fucking baby boomer. LMAO, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Jess, your work deserves so much better than this. <laughs> you need to get your books returned or Helen's gonna be pissed. So, yeah, professional emails that are signed off with Miss Lewis instead of Queen Darcy. But it's not nice for Helen, who is stressed that Jane might not come in the library because it's thundering. There is an advisory to stay inside, and Darcy is in the back reading the trashy romance novels that Helen refuses to stalk. Valid of her. She's gonna come, Darcy says. How do you know? Are you a mind reader now? Helen snaps. No, you're both just dorks who like each other. (laughs) The lights flicker. There are sounds of echoing footsteps, finally God, and there is Jane Foster with her bright neon orange rain jacket that looks like absolute shit, some rain boots that have small lightning bolts on them, and a small smile. Hope you don't mind that I dropped in. And of course, the lights go out. Darcy's phone brightness gets turned all the way up as she looks at Jane's general direction. God, you're like Thor with electricity, aren't you? Jane shrugs. Yes, you are, Jane. You're Thor. You're Thor now. I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you, Taika. Thank you for giving me everything I've ever wanted. Now give her a girlfriend. Preferably Helen, please. I need them to kiss. They usher the patrons into a back room, using a generator to make hot cocoa and keep at least some lights on. Dr. Cho says everyone can read or be on their phones or whatever. And Jane shares a couch with Helen in the back room for employees. Oh boy, oh boy. There was only one bed. (sighs) Darcy grabs a spare blanket from a closet that she may or may not use when Helen isn't scheduled on Saturdays and spreads it over, over them. I have like three jackets somewhere around here. Helen glares at her, but it's whatever. She'll get killed at a later time or whatever. I relate to Darcy's frequent use of whatever. Helen and Jane talk for a long time. Helen mentions Jane, Jane's profession and says that she dabbles in DNA testing and reintroducing cell regeneration. I don't even know. How the fuck do you dabble in that, Helen? How the fuck do you dabble in DNA testing and reintroducing cell regeneration? What the fuck, Helen? We get it, you're a fucking genius. Okay. God. This is how they exchange numbers. Helen sets up her own damn coffee day, and Darcy gets a cute picture when the lights come back on of Helen and Jane smiling at each other. There are many other dates. Helen and Jane going to museums and making fun of realism. The two trying roller skating. And Jane is surprisingly good at it while Helen is holding onto a wall. But I thought Helen did a roller derby. I thought Helen did a roller derby. I mean, she just... I I mean, I could see that. You you go from, like, slamming into people to just holding onto... Me too, Helen, honestly. My roller skating skills vary from moment to moment. Like, one moment I'll be a fucking pro, and the next I'm going to have so many fucking bruises. It's why, it's why I don't roller skate anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm a coward, basically. <laughs> Another date where they look at stars and maybe kiss each other a tiny bit. Okay, a lot, but still. And they take a trip to see Jane's pen pal, Thor, who has a wedding of his own. His husband is the esteemed biologist and radiation scientist, Bruce Banner, which none saw coming. And Helen and Jane had a little bit of a science splurge with the groom. I'm loving the Bruce mentions in this fic. Like, I fucking love Bruce. He should be in everything ever. Thank you, Jess. Darcy Lewis never shows this picture to either of them until the wedding day, when she presents it in a very tacky frame that she made at 3 a.m. They both cry, so it's a win. But she also gets to walk Helen down the aisle. Aww! And Helen looks awesome in her suit. Designer. Of course it is. Of course it's designer. It's It's the fucking Jane Helen wedding. They deserve everything. Fucking pay for it, Tony. Pay for it. Jane is standing there, holding flowers that flow out, going along with her dress. God, she can't wait for her maid of honor speech. Darcy's gonna fucking mock the shit out of them. I'd love to see that written, too. That'd just be fucking beautiful. That entire fic was fucking beautiful. Twelve out of ten. Five stars. Jess's Excellency strikes once more. Dear God, I fucking love them. Jesus beautiful. It's beautiful. And, like, I've never really thought about it before, but, like, Librarian Helen? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Big fan. Anyways, yeah, I think that's it. I don't even know what fic I'm going to do next time because I've received so many from you amazing people. Thank you so much. Um, I'll see y'all next time. Bye.